The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Let's talk some motherfucking shit. That's what I want to do. I want to find some people to pick on and pick Hello, on them. Adam, Adam's in the mood again. Yeah, you know what? I've in the mood. You know again? why? Because uh, you remember last time that we were on uh, like a negative kick. We were told for like four or five episodes in a row. I feel like we've been way too fucking positive for a while. Come on, man. Come feel, on, man. I feel like uh, we're too. This um, is fitness and wellness. No, we're a little. We're a little we're too happy. A little too kumbaya for me. You know what? You know why? I need to ruffle some feathers. I know why you're irritable right now. Why you say that? Because it's super warm in here again. Oh, ah. I thought you were gonna say because I lost my keys. <laughs> yeah, you did lose your keys. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of fucked right that now. Sucks. Yeah, that is uh, annoying. And I am somebody you who lost only the keys ha- to your Prius. Yeah, I think somebody stole them. <laughs> somebody saw my key leash and they're like, "Oh, that's uh, I could probably." Big spoiler. That sell that. So somebody stole my keys. So I think I think people need to understand why. If you're a mind so- pu- mind pub listener. You stole my keys. I'll fucking get you. They're like it's Adam. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's <laughs> this is <laughs> we need to we need, something we need to tell people this being because, a dick. We need to tell people why you're so paranoid about losing your keys. I don't think I've met anybody who's had their uh, car stolen mm-hmm. as many times as you have. <laughs> yes. How many times have you had car stolen? Well, it's it's been officially stolen twice, so two different cars were stolen. What do you mean me. officially? Well, I mean I've had my car broken into a lot of times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a lot of times I've had a mm. uh, window busted out or somebody uh, pop into it and get steal my CDs or whatever I had in there and steal my stereo. I've had that happen a bunch of times on different cars, but I've had two vehicles completely stolen. Both those times right in front of your house, right? Yeah, right in front of my house. One of them was a gated community. My 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 condo that I had uh, before the house I'm in now. Um, Did you was, ever find them? The cars? Yeah. So what happened was, uh, so I had an Acura Integra um, that <clears throat> was in uh, 1998. It was actually the first car I owned. And it was all tricked out. So I had literally- uh, Oh, you had the rice rocket? Oh, yeah. I had Fast and, <laughs> Fast and Furious was definitely our generation and one of my favorite Was it Type R or was it just regular VTEC? Uh, no, it was- Well, so back cave- Oh, so you know your, your Integra's- It had, it had oh, butt flames. Bro. Listen to this guy. Is that Type R? Bro, I, had okay. a, I had a VR6 Volkswagen. Okay, so uh, the you LS- You are speaking another language. The LS, <laughs> the LS. so the Type R America. is completely custom already and you can't do any upgrades to right. that. It's already got your your basic bolt-ons, like your your uh, upgraded fuel rail, your uh, bigger intake, things like that yeah. already done to it. So you can't do much. Uh, mine is an LS, but my LS was, I mean, it was poor. But that's still the VTEC. No, no, no. It's not a VTEC. That's not a GSR. Either. So GSR, it, go, it would go in LS, GSR, and then and Type R. Got it. And the GSR- It still sounded t- like this. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I had everything done to it yeah. except for a turbo. So every uh, you know underdrive, so you, you were pushing at least 170 horsepower. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 170. You know, uh, hey, you burn out the, the front tires. Yeah. Hey, oh, totally. I, I, I so the front my uh, stereo system. I had in it, the every time I shift in a third, the, the stereo would come flying out of the dash. You know, <laughs> and you thought it was because you were so fast. Oh, it was. It was yeah, like, it was, look how fast I am, babe. Too so fast. Cool. I'm knocking the stereo furious. out of the fucking. So, anyways, and it was bright red. It was. Like I said, it was completely tricked out. I probably had about. Seven. Do you have white rims? 
I did at one point. I didn't. Oh shit! I'm calling uh, all of it. I had inkies wow. when they got stolen. So the inkies Dang. on some uh, nittos on some uh, 40 series tires. They were on paper, pretty much. So do you have a sway bar? I did have a sway bar. <laughs> Bro, uh, uh, this is excellent. Well, I had every upgrade. You this could was straight up. You have nice. Nas? Uh, yeah. No, I didn't have knives. I didn't have Nas. I had oh. it was port and polished, so, and I port and polished it so it would be ready to take Nas. So that was eventually going to wow. be an upgrade to it. <laughs> That's a the lot. Like I you said, went all in. It was. It was all in, and it was, and the outside was all done. It was all. I had uh, ground control springs on it, so you could lift it up and down and shit and. Stereo, me, 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 yeah. me, 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 me. Stereo system all in it all done. I had a big old five and a half inch that t- horn attack. Like, I, had a, da, 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 I had the big dunk exhaust that was five. Ex- I mean, it was couldn't get it more rice rocket out for sure. So <laughs> my buddy and I still had got it. 25 miles of the gallon. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> it was actually, uh, you know what? Um, that one, I don't know if, which one breaks my heart more because both these cars I loved a lot. Uh, that one, it sucks because it was my high school car. It was my first car. I did trick it out. I did keep very good care of it. Um, it lost the garage space when I bought my new truck because I brought a, a lifted Chevy that was really nice, which was my second vehicle to get stolen. And that was a, a pretty bad. Man, you went on the other side of the spectrum. I did. And I, and I had them both at the same time. So it was really fun to drive. So I'd have, you know. I, well, I see you're the basically you're the wizard and you're trying to cover the entire spectrum yeah, right. of Poontang. <laughs> you've got the rocket and you've got the lifted truck. The rocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, so uh, that was the first one Different to go. demographics. It uh, got stolen right out of my gated community, and we didn't find it. They didn't find it for, well, I came out, right? I called the cops. Cop pretty much tells me, oh, sir, these are stolen all the time. You'll never see this car again. And I was like, so I'm, I'm heartbroken. And the shitty part about this is because I bought the brand new truck, and I had just, and so I had both of them on my insurance. I put the fucking Integra mm-hmm. on liability because I never drove it. And I had it on, and so I lost everything when it when oh. got stolen. Well, check this out. Um, two weeks later, I get a phone call, and um, it's a, a tow company, and the tow company says we have your car, and I'm like, what? And I'm like, is it drivable? Is it still as all the wheels on it and everything like that? And they're like, oh yeah, wheels are on it. Looks like you know, I mean, we we can't obviously start it, uh, but we can look in it and see it. Looks like everything's there. Uh, I don't know. It looks like the stereo might have been taken. I'm like, oh, of course. And the stereo's gonna get stolen. You know, that was the first thing. I figured that's what they were there going there for. I was more concerned with the motor. The motor had the most amount of money in it. And so uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm heading to the to the tow yard, and I'm and I'm like, I get out of my car, and I head. I'm running up, and I'm looking at it through the fence, and I'm like, holy shit, my wheels are still on there, and my exhaust. Fuck it. They didn't take the time to take my wheels, and my exhaust off, dude. Maybe they just stole my stereo. Fuck it. I was just getting a new stereo. I'm not even tripping, right? And uh, I get up there and the key thing's kind of fucked up so I can't start it. And then I, I was like, well, let me pop the hood and see if they did get into the hood. I popped the hood and they have fucking stripped. Just straight every, Oh, I don't have anything in there. Bro. <laughs> anything. I mean, they empty space. gutted it. Ugh. Completely gutted it for all the parts, you know. And yeah, that I, hurts. Oh, that hurt. That hurt really bad. And I was just like, man, that's pretty shitty. And so I had to, I had to pay for the time that it was there because it got towed there, right? So I had to pay for that. And I had to pay for this car that fucking doesn't run. I have liability on. I'm not going to get anything for it to get back to my house. I pay it back to get to my gated community. Well, long story short, you know, during this time of like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? I was driving my other vehicle. I'm not worried about seeing from my house. It got towed three times from my house for sitting in my sitting and not moving. Somebody called it in as an abandoned vehicle. And so three different times I had to go pay for it to get out of the tow yard and then towed back to my house. I had to pay it again. And so finally I literally give it to, you know, you know who Lawrence, Lawrence bought it off from me. What? I hooked him up. I remember that. He drove that. Yeah. 
Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He bought he bought it from me. Um and I gave him a fat deal because he had he had a mechanic come over and say, How much would I have to spend to fix this up? And I literally I think I gave it to him for like four grand. So did you race and shit at night? Did I did. you like at night you race at <laughs> I did all that. See, stuff. I had a VR6 Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. So it was a my I actually had a, 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 a six cylinder. Mm. So it was a little, a little bit yeah, a little bit very, bigger. It was a little very, bit bigger, yeah. yeah. Just like most things very on me. Poppy. Yeah. Although bigger. I probably would have smoked you. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I stuck bigger. with American. Uh, you know, <laughs> I had a, a 56 GMC truck. Actually, my truck I sold to this guy in Denmark. My first truck that I had bought when I was in yeah, of all places, Denmark apparently is in the hot rods. <laughs> uh and uh <laughs> a four hundred big block Pontiac engine in there. Ratchet shifter, dude. I was like lighting them up everywhere. Do you have a Canyon air filter, bro? He uh, uh, all day. Justin always has to out testosterone us. Oh, always. I'm getting really fucking sick and tired <laughs> it was of this. Just like, I mean, it was we hard to hold to- it back at the at the uh, stoplight. I was just lurching the whole time. Justin's uh, like the uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor of our show, dude. Was- every time we do something, <laughs> yeah. we bring something up, and he's got to put hair and balls on. It. I'm sorry, but you guys are all talking cars, and I'm like waiting for my turn. You know what I mean? And I was just gonna get run over with now, your little right. Rockets. Has anyone had? <laughs> now, am I the only one that's had one stolen? I mean, no one else has had any. No, never. Um, no, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, we don't have as many pissed off ex girlfriends. You know I mean? <laughs> that's what I think the problem. No, is. now I've had two cars keyed also, which that was probably that's like, a, that's oh, chicks, bro. That's there a chick. You, yeah, you mess with girls, that's 100%. a chick. Move. They will. Yeah. Key if your you're car. a dude, if you're a dude and you ever key someone's car, you deserve to get your ass whooped someday. So bad, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> you're just a massive pussy. That's a bitch move of yeah. all bitch moves yeah. for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, Adam, you wanted to talk about. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Personal trainers or fitness? Well, here's this has been on my mind because it's it was a good transition. You like yeah. that? It was yeah. super smooth. It wasn't awful. Like forced at all. Hey Doug, we gotta we gotta work some lube in there yeah. somewhere. That wasn't a good DJ. Was, was Doug it? waving you down over here or something? Yeah. I didn't know about it. I, was like, I just felt we should like make some ass to that sound, somehow. Sound, uh, yeah. So yeah, you're gonna have to do something special there, Doug. Yeah, this like we start. Hey, yeah, we're talking about trainers. Here's our transition to fitness now. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I, I, lately I've had people that I've been helping out, like as far as, uh, fitness and nutrition and coaching and stuff. And it just, it's so hard for me. If you, if you know me already and like, we've known each other for maybe a year or more and you hire these, these coaches, you know, these, these men's physique bodybuilding coaches to help you with your nutrition and your workout program. And, I, and I know this is my own ego, so I know this is my own thing that I have to work on stuff, but I also feel like that's why I have Mind Pump is so I can let my ego go and fucking talk shit, so I'm going to. Um, is It's like, dude, you got somebody like me who, I'm, you know, I'm not claiming I'm the smartest guy in the room at all, but I will tell you that I definitely know more than about 99% of all these online Which, coaches. Which, to be that, honest, is not that, not that hard. No, it's not. No. It's not that impressive. Yeah. Um, and just because, uh, most all of, none of, I don't think either, none of us do this, right? None of us list our certifications that we all had and shit like that, because to us, that shit doesn't even matter. Um, that it's, it's for, if you haven't gone out and continue to further your education and fitness, just cause you have one or two or even three national certifications at that, or a kinesiology degree, or even a fucking doctor at that, that does not trust me. I've fired so many doctors and masters that worked for me. Like it's, 
just because you got that, went through eight years of school, doesn't all of a sudden qualify you to make you as a good personal trainer. And being a personal trainer is a lot different than being a fitness celebrity who gets in fucking great shape and then all of a sudden thinks they can coach the world on how to do it also because they figured it out for themselves. In fact, that's probably one of the biggest fallacies that I see and it drives me crazy. Yeah, I would say um, when it comes to fitness, because it's probably because it's such an evolving uh, industry, right? It's constantly evolving. You're constantly learning. I my philosophy now is very different than it was say five years ago, and five years ago I had been in the industry for a very long time, right? Um, I think the best uh, best teachers in this industry is experience. Mm-hmm. It really is. I've learned far more from training thousands of people than I ever did in any course or any book that I ever read. Um, and as you train lots of people and work with lots of different kinds of people, everything from young to old to you know great muscle building genes to bad muscle building genes to injuries um you you tend to become uh you tend you, you tend to learn how to work with different situations and um even there's even a lot of fitness professionals that have very high educations um PhDs for example but they never they were never personal trainers mm-hmm. they trained themselves they were athletes they were very fit then they went and got an education in you know whether it be you know exercise science or you know, kinesiology. Um, and then all of a sudden now I'm a PhD. Now I can train everybody. Yeah. And, um, I've had a lot of same thing, Adam. I've had a lot of trainers come in and, you know, apply to work there. And I look at their resume and they've got, you know, bachelor, you know, bachelor's or master's, uh, master's degree in, you know, kinesiology and, you know, advanced certifications through NASM and they start and they've got a good kind of, okay, you know, they can get started. Got a good vocabulary behind them, but they're still beginners. Yeah. There's total beginners. Well, I feel like I feel like it's totally backwards, you know, coming from um, getting my my degree and going through academic world and trying to really further my education as far as, uh, you know, the human body's concerned and movement. It's just so funny because like if I was to do it again, I would I would go 100 percent into the experience, dive into that. You know, it brings about this thirst for um, really identifying uh, what's going on and like um, having having these as as uh, part of your your newfound vocabulary that's applicable and so I, I don't know for me it just um, having a base you know uh, going through college and everything else was great uh, it did help for me to to get a solid understanding but at the same time but you were nowhere near ready to be a trainer no. graduating with your and I, and I recognize that I, it yeah. was such a new thing for me to to step into again but i was hungry for it at the time and um and it was only once i started going through the process that it all started to kind of come back to me some things you know from lectures and uh, courses that i'd taken mm-hmm. but but even then like it it still trumps like the experience trumps all of that combined yeah i i would say if, if i ever started a certification it would be a mentorship is how i would yeah, design it absolutely. exactly you would do some book work um but most of what you'd learn is you'd go underneath someone and you'd be a mentor for a year and make a little bit of money, and then graduate into becoming a master. Yeah. Um, I just knowing what I know about fitness, that's really the only way you can learn well um, in terms of how to work with people and train people. Um, and here's another thing uh, on that on that topic: doctors uh, know uh, don't know much when it comes to exercise. They don't know much when it comes to diet. And I have to say that because I've had many, many clients come to me 
and say, uh, my doctor's putting me on this medically, uh, you know, medically approved, uh, you know, shake program to make me lose Do you know weight. how much nutrition a doctor is required to have yeah. in their entire schooling? Not much. One semester. Yeah, not much yeah. at all. One semester of nutrition is their requirement for an MD. That is, are you kidding me? Like yeah. one semester of nutrition, there's not one national certification that an average trainer would take that it doesn't cover more than that. Right. So, or exercise, you know, I've had, I can't tell you how many times I've had clients come in and say, well, my doctor says I can't, uh, I shouldn't squat anymore or I shouldn't lift anything above my head. <sighs> I, you, I, I, you know, and clients that, those that listen to my, <sighs> listen to our show and also train with me know this because they know like I, my biggest pet peeve are, are doctors giving, giving that shit out. Exercise you know, so, advice. Yeah, yeah. I don't come out and prescribe fucking medicine. So don't you fucking come and prescribe exercise and movement for my clients because you, you, they will always, and it, it reminds me of when you, when you did first start as a trainer. Uh, when we first started off, you know, and we learned, uh, we did not learn true biomechanics. You know, we learned uh, safety and precaution and how to teach someone a basic movement, but to be uh, always bowed on the safer side first versus mm-hmm. range of motion or what may be ideal for that person. So we were taught to do a lot of these exercises um, in in a shortened manner. And it's so crazy to me that, that we were teaching and they still teach that way because they know and they know that in the 30 plus population, which is 80 uh, percent of the people that buy personal training, have all these postural deviations. Most common syndrome is upper cross syndrome. So they know these people are already in these deviated, deviated positions and they're smart because they wrote these, these certifications in books. And so they know, oh, if we're going to teach people how to do an overhead press, we're going to tell them that they should come down to 90 degrees because more than likely that their client has a you know excessively protracted shoulder girl. It's not going to have the same range of motion as some is and if they try and depress their their elbows all the way or shoulders all the way down they're going to get this excessive arch in their low back and so safety will have them stop at 50 degrees well i think that think about 90 it. degrees think maybe. about all of the complicated you know how complicated it is uh training a client now now we take for granted because we've been doing it for so long but like you're saying when you notice something in a, in a bench press or a squat or a, any, any kind of a movement you can pick it apart depending on the individual yeah. and change the movement and there's so many variances that it would be um, it's very diff- it would be very difficult to create a certification or a, a course that would cover all that without uh, a long term mentorship. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like when you talk to doctors or surgeons, a lot of what they learn is when they do their residencies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when they're doing the fucking learning, man. They're out there and they're in the shit. Yeah. And so um, all the variables just present themselves to them and they have to react. And, you know, it's really that that response and, and, you know, being quick on your feet and like you learn from doing. You do. And, you know, I'll, I'll give you another example. Like I'll, I've, I've gotten into debates online and you'll see like, you know, Mr. Fitness, you know, celebrity or fitness PhD even will say, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. High intensity interval training superior to steady state uh, because look at the study. Burns more fat, shorter period of time. That's it. Case closed. But there's no experience applied to that. Now, mm-hmm. I know as a trainer that, yes, the study is going to show that. But there's going to be lots of people that high-intensity interval training is going to be too much. Um, and it's going to push them over the edge. And they're not going to uh, do well with it. And or let's look at long-term success. Or let's look at, you know, that study might only cover six weeks or eight weeks. But this person is going to be working out for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people can't do that kind of, you know, cardio 
for the rest of their life. So there's all these variables and factors that come, you only learn with experience. Well, it's the same frustration too. I see with like, I, you know, I've trained this guy that was like 400 something pounds. Like, you know, he was, he was very obese. And the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to bring him to this uh, weight loss clinic that's involved uh, right there on site with the, the hospital. And so they got doctors managing this thing. However, all they're doing is restricting them to like, 500 to a thousand calories and then giving them like these bars and it's just like i got so pissed off because there's no there's no like logical progression for these people it's like no like and the thing is they want like an immediate success so they, they want to see it they want to give them like here you know you're losing weight if you know things are happening for you or whatever but they're just crash coursing them, crash diet. They're not teaching them anything. No, they're they're treating it like uh, like a lot of things that Western medicine does. Western medicine does some things very very well. Um, if you get a broken bone, you need surgery, you have an infection, you want Western medicine. Nothing beats it. That's why it's the most successful form of medicine in the world. Because with that emergency shit, it's awesome. But that's how they treat. Uh, weight loss and fitness. They'll take someone who's obese and they'll say, "We need you to lose weight right away." We know exactly how many calories are in these shakes that we make, mm-hmm. so it's measured, and here you go, and you're in this room, you're not going to leave, and we can watch you lose weight, and we saved your life. Yeah. But there's no long-term, at all, long-term success to that, and with Western medicine, they uh, ignore or completely forget anything that, has, that doesn't have some kind of clinical testing, even though uh, logic will tell you that you should you know, eat whole natural foods. And you'd be hard pressed to find a doctor disagree with that, but yet they will prescribe these shakes because Mm -hmm. this is what the clinical studies show that you need to have this many calories. It's controlled. Um, And that becomes kind of the issue. Um, I remember, I mean, in fitness, being taught that you should never do things behind the head. So, like, you should never mm-hmm. press behind the head. You should never do a pull down behind the head. Yeah, behind pull the down. Head. You shouldn't do pull ups, you know, with behind, behind the, the head. head. And now, why? Why do they say that? Well, it's more risk. That's really about it. It's more risk. But if you have the shoulder mobility and you can do it and you can move in a way where your shoulders are moving in a safe manner, where scapula is moving with the shoulder, uh, things are loose, things are stable and strong, that's fucking fine. As a matter of fact, pretty much any movement that you can do that you're stable, that you don't have glaring muscle imbalances, and that you could do under your own control, full range of motion, is fine. Any motion is good, is it's, ideal. Well, if you're a freaking gymnast right. and you want to do a back bend where you're literally, you know, folding yourself backwards in half, but they're totally in control, strong, no glaring muscle imbalances, there's nothing wrong with them doing that. It's not bad for them. Now, if I fucking did a back bend, you'd, you'd call 911 because I broke myself. Um, but that's, 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 Kind of the you know where they where you learn um, through the books is they teach you these types of things that are not really true when you go and apply them. Yeah, they're not true at all. And I've had many clients where I've worked on shoulder mobility and worked up to the point where we can do uh, something like a behind the neck press and gotten fantastic results. Of course, under my supervision. Well, again, it's blanketed uh, to cater to like your general public, which is you know an inherent problem on its own because what you're doing is. Uh, you're you're lumping people into one thing and <clears throat> anything with the human body, whether it's nutrition or, or fitness related or exercise, uh, it, it really is just determined on an individual basis. This is, you know, this is what's going on in my body. This is how to best optimize my situation. 
and um, for them to you know to be able to write that in such a way that uh, you can take a certification for this um, <clears throat> you know they're gonna make it so all the precautionary parameters are in place so that way um, it, it's gonna be generally good but it's not like built for you know, optimization. Well, think of this. Um, and those of you guys that are listeners and are already going through maps, you'll totally understand and get this. Uh, everybody else, this is this is how maps evolved. Something that um, was so important to us and that we knew was going to be extremely challenging was how do we make uh, a program for the masses? Mm-hmm. How do we create something by not putting everybody in a box and not being like all these other tools out there that are, you know, claimed to be these super smart fitness professionals. And then they write these fucking generic programs that they say is everybody should do. And, Oh, dude, this is the best for this. Or here's my weight loss program in 60 days or 30 days. And it's all geared to the sales aspect that we all knew that would be easier. We knew that if we did my transformation or Justin's transformation or Doug's transformation, because we've all fucking transformed our bodies like crazy Sal and said, this is our, you know, weight loss program, follow it for the next 60 days and eat our program for this and do that. We would sell a hell of a lot more, but what maps is all about is the, and we've always created it to have all this uh, flexibility and the ability to uh, be creative and change. And you get to really see that as you evolve into maps performance. So those that have started maps anabolic already kind of see it. Then you really see it when you get to maps performance and you're really going to see more when you get into the next map. So, you know, that's the whole idea is to guide people through this fitness journey and to educate you along the way. So we, we give you these little bits of, of exercises. And then we explain the, the wow, the, the how and why that we do movements like this. And then we allow you to have the freedom them to, okay, you know, maybe I would rather do this movement or this movement because this is more conducive to my body. And that's the idea. The idea is that we guide you through training programs, teach you how to program design yourself and how to evolve around what best suits you. What are your goals? What are you trying to do uh, with your body and to learn you to learn? Because ultimately, if if we're going to really impact this industry and we're going to change things like we all believe we're going to, you know, we've got to do it a different way. We have to have a different approach. And I feel like this is the best, uh, the best way to do that well it is and a lot of those fitness celebrities you're talking about on instagram and you know facebook they put out a program um that they they know like okay if people follow this they're gonna lose weight which is what everybody wants to feel and see right right? and so they'll say okay i know for a fact if uh, people follow my program which includes you know four days a week of cardio and includes a you know six day body part split and the diet includes you know, low calories and, you know, they're going to be eating, you know, this particular way and specific. I know if people follow this, they'll lose weight. And yes, they will lose weight. Um, but are they going to, is it a long-term program? I, ch- I challenge you right now, if you're somebody who's listening and you more than likely, I know there's definitely a good percentage of you that are listening right now that follow some fitness celebrity, some big name out there that has programs and does all that stuff and scratch your head for a second and, and ask yourself one, uh, how many people do you think that person has personally trained one-on-one with a person standing in front of them, mm-hmm. you know? And then the other question you have to ask yourself, because I know you, if you've gone through some of these programs, you're like, well, fuck, it worked. I definitely lost some body fat and I felt great when after I did it. Yeah, well, no shit. The question is, did you sustain that? 
and then you continue to progress. Mm-hmm. If you did, if you did somebody's program and you saw six months great results, a year great results, year and a half, and two, could you repeat it again? Yes, could it, you go through the whole cycles and then repeat it again and be good and see? Yeah, exactly, and see yourself PR and see progress in the world. If you do, maybe you you found somebody. Maybe you factually found a great trainer that knows how to program dine and teach you how to program for yourself. But I haven't seen one yet, and I know a lot of fucking fitness celebrities. I know a lot of people with programs out there, and the problem with all of them, they're all geared towards the sales aspect is how do I, how do I sell? They all have catchy names to them. Mm -hmm. They all are, or they market to Mm -hmm. are you know, beast mode, super intense. And if you don't, if you fail, that's the other way. It's that they go so extreme that if you succeed, yeah, no shit. If you're doing that much volume and eating that little, everybody is going to see their body change. So that's obvious. And then the ones that fail at it go, Oh fuck, I guess I'm just not meant to have a body. Not hardcore enough. Well, you know, you know, the backlash, like we were talking about like certifications and doctors and all these like, you know, red tape and parameters. You know, the backlash to that is CrossFit. They came out because, uh, they were just like, you know, hey, we're sick of like all these like at the academia, like telling us to do these like single leg balance. And like we want to just throw weight around again and get back to the basics. And I got that, you know, and I, I got excited about that. They just got way too aggressive. And then they're just like so blatantly arrogant uh, with it's the just- fact that they're hurting people that. You know, they let that get in the way of, you know, their ego got so massive that they can't they can't go in and revisit things and change things. And this is where I have a humongous problem, because this is the way that I feel about a lot of people in the academic world. They get this like like perception of, of God complex, bro. Yeah, it's, it's the it becomes dogma. It becomes it, dogma. It's like it, it's that that's the way. And then like it, they have to hold on to that because that's that's pride. That That's something that it. Of course, it's hard to get your doctorate. Of course, of course, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of, uh, you know, time in reading books and, and and due diligence. And you know, it's very impressive. It's very respectable. You know that that's that's a very hard thing to accomplish. Uh, but can you always learn from somebody else? Absolutely. And if you're going to start shutting down that you can't learn from other people, then you know you have a big problem. And well, you have a big problem if you follow people like that. Well, rule number one in fitness is this. Uh, this is rule number one. If you're a fitness professional and you're listening, never, never underestimate the individual uh, variants that you see in people. Never underestimate that shit because there will be someone. So many anomalies. There will be someone. In, that in, will, in different ways, right? Th- yes. And they will defy whatever law or rule that you thought in your head of, you know, in your head, like everybody gets great results when they do this. And then you're going to have that client that just fucking gets hurt and doesn't respond to it. But you're going to be stubborn and hard-headed about it, and you're going to keep pushing them you know, to do that particular thing. Never underestimate that, because individuals can vary dramatically. And there's, of course, there's general things that, that are true, but there's a spectrum that's wide as hell from person to person. Yeah. You know, we were taught forever, every certification I ever took taught me how to squat a particular way, and they were all the same. Yeah. And I have now learned that not everybody squats that way, yeah. and that's okay. And the crazy part, it's now that we know and we understand now, it seems so duh and yeah. obvious, yeah, right? We were fighting our own body's natural yeah, exactly. tendency. We it's think about it like, so silly. If you ask me, do I think that my my femur and hip socket looks the same as Justin's and looks the same as yours? I, I would audit. I mean, I could no. to ten years ago, I would say, no, I don't think that. Our so socks then, are similar. Why would I? <laughs> why would I think we squat the same if those if those important muscles if those important bones are our bone structure is different? Yeah, I mean, it's like duh. 
But we we weren't. We were taught a certain way for so long that we were taught this dogma. And, and I think that's why we're all so passionate about it because at one point we were sucked into that. At one point we were all 20 something you years become old. So, you become so, uh, you believe the illusion so much yourself. You have to if you're going to sell yourself, right? It is, dude. We were, I was so blind to it. It was my belief. Mm-hmm. And I prided, even back then, I I had pride in the fact that I wasn't one of those people. I was not one of those followers. I was not one of those people that would just follow something just because someone else did it. And yet there I was yeah. telling people to eat six small meals a day, telling people to eat one or more grams of protein per, to, you know, per pound of body. Common knowledge, yes. as they call it. It was like, it was incredible how blind I was. And it took my own self-discovery, my own body to reject shit and to fucking shut down. For me to finally step out and say, all right, uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe what I thought was true isn't. And that was a fucking amazing moment. Well, yeah. it's a great place to get to. If you can get to that moment where you're you're willing to grow in your knowledge as a person, uh, you know, just things that you know that you hold true right now that are uh, standards, you know, you, revisit them. Like you, You'd be surprised that like a lot of things will... Uh, once you dig deeper, like how many things will surface that you're you hadn't really uh, took the time to to evaluate. And the other thing too is you got to not be afraid to stop doing what you're doing and try something else. Yeah, because that's the that was the big thing that I can think back. That was the big thing that prevented me from discovering more truths about how my body responds and well, more truths a, about fitness. That's a great way to put it right there. It is. More truths. It's not like this, something else was false. Right. Perfect example of that, what you just <clears> went <throat> through, and you you mentioned this with the foam rolling and the stretching. Yes. It's not that foam rolling stretching is not good for you before you before you start at all. There's there's still there's science. another way that we discovered. Yeah, that, there's yeah. another way that happens, and in your case, happens to work at better. Like, yeah, better. Better, and, it, and that's what I mean. Like, like for example, um, you know, in the past, I would... Not not eat one and a half to two grams of, pre- uh, of of protein per pound of body weight because I was afraid that if I just didn't do that for a week I'd lose all this muscle and as ir- as illogical as it sounds like it would it would be it would never come back you know <laughs> like oh fuck now I've lost it and it's gone forever the reality is I should have what I should have done is I should have tested it. And then I would have blown my own fucking mind instead of waiting for my body to retaliate. Well, there, and okay. that's what I'm saying. Like you got to try in, different things. In your defense on that one, because I I want to I want I do want to because uh, I know someone's listening and says like, well, maybe your body type's different because I used to think it was coming off because I literally would see my body weight shrink because I was in a deficit, and if I didn't hit the protein, I'll also intake of that, and I would shrink down. But a lot of that was just I was not filled out. You know, a lot of that was sodium and stuff like that, and water, water and things whatever. like things that I didn't really realize until. And so I got into competing. And yes, once again, this is something that, of course, I've learned through schooling and all the certifications. I, I understand the importance of water. I understand how sodium works in the body. I understand all that stuff. But until I actually had to apply it to my body and mm-hmm. see that, it was like, whoa. And that made me such a better coach and a better trainer that now when I talk to somebody, I, I can I can not only, yes, I knew before that sodium and water and then you get water retention. And a lot of times that could have something to do with scale. But now I'm so more precise about it. I could literally tell somebody like, you're going to hold X amount because I've tracked that detail to myself. Then, and it, it's such a comforting thing for them to know that I'll say, Hey, guess what? I know I told you to eat like this and do this tomorrow. You're probably going to be holding on to a little bit of water and you're just going to see the scale go up. I don't want you to trip. It's, right. it's supposed to. And then they're like, 
and it goes up like right. 0.5. That, you only get that from experience. Yeah, exactly. You don't read that in a book nowhere. No. You don't get that. That's something that you, you, we've learned through through you know testing it through ourselves. Uh, Sal talked about this too, which I think this is a great time to reiterate this. Um, something that we have we have to be careful on now that we have uh, created ourselves as authorities in this industry. If you've listened to us for 240 episodes, you obviously know that uh, we know something a little bit about fitness. So now when we say something, everybody jumps on right away. And uh, we all had a talk the other day about, you know, we, hey, you, we got to be very careful of explaining to people sometimes when we're doing stuff, it's because we're actually experimenting ourselves. So we're just trying we're to constantly trying to learn. We're trying to learn more. You know, we're always pushing the limits. And an example yeah. of that, Sal's running a ketogenic diet of that ketogenic diet right now. Example of that for me, I'm running my modified modified version. Of that. It's definitely not ketogenic because I'm not 100 percent no carbs, but I allow fruit into my diet and I'll and all what I want fruit wise when I feel like I need it. But I am running a super high fat and a moderate to low protein intake. That's kind of similar, you know? Uh, so I, you know, we're always doing different stuff like that right now. I'm, uh, I'm actually doing a lot of different mobility work. So I've been really, the two focus things I'm focused on right now is shoulder and hip mobility. And I've been incorporating different exercises I would never do on a regular basis. Uh, I try and post those on Instagram. I just did one the other day. I do stuff right now, different dynamic warm, and I'm doing different moves. I'm trying different things for me, and then I'm assessing how I feel when I work out in my day when I walk around and I move, like and noticing if I if I'm generating more power in my squat or I get more comfortable in the hole. There's things like this that we're always messing with. So just because I come out and say like this is what I'm doing right now, it doesn't necessarily mean always remember that we are not, none of us are ever saying this is the best. Well, way. Well, we had someone we had someone on the forum the other day comment, and they said. Um, you know, I've been listening to your episodes, and so I started a ketogenic diet. I did it today, <clears throat> and I got really sick, and I threw up in the middle of the night, and I couldn't sleep. Uh, I guess my body just needed to adjust to the diet. Like, that was their response. So, I luckily, I saw it right away, and I went and commented. And I said, listen, rule number one, listen to your body. If that's the kind of reaction you're having, it's probably not for you. It's not something you need to adjust to. Um, either go into it much slower and see how you feel, or don't do it. And that's something that uh, took me a long time to learn to be able to say to people, because you, like I said, you get stuck in that dogma. Look, uh, we are—I'm a hundred percent confidence in the Maps program being one of the most effective workouts out there. But I always have said this: it's going to be more effective for most people, not everybody. Mm-hmm. But I could—I could confidently say about eighty percent of the people that do it, it'll blow away anything that they've ever done, because I know. There's probably a 15 to 20 percent of people out there that might do better on a body part split traditional type of routine. Although they probably already know they're doing good on it, and they probably would never even look into into getting something like that. But you get you get my drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like eating. I mean, for for instance, along those lines, like I do a lot better with like high fat, high protein, and very low carbohydrate. And my wife, like, she does not, you know, do well with like lowering her carbohydrates. It really affects. Uh, she gets headaches, you know, it's just, it's just really, really bad energy uh, and, and gets affected and it just ruins her whole day. And I'm like, well, you know, this is something, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not like, you know, preparing dinners and all these things like you eat together, you know, ideally I would have like things just on the, the fats and the, and the, and the proteins and, but you know, that's how I respond. And I had to realize that I can't like me being the trainer and her being the nurse, you know, I'm like, come on. You know? And then she's giving me the pushback. And, uh, but, but it's true though. It's like, we're, we were very different. You know, I, I, I sleep, I'm like a million degrees and she's freezing. And it's <laughs> yeah. just like, ah, so just can't win. Something that I learned, uh, you know, and I'll share with you guys. So I try, we'll try and do this when, when we do this, when we test ourselves and, and feedback, 
Um, here's something I learned about the ketogenic diet. Um, when I'm trying to follow ketogenic and if I am teetering and I, and I feel like I can feel, literally feel my body doing this because I get headaches, I get really tired. And what I think, and Sal, you can you can uh, chime in here if you actually have some fucking study that you probably read and remember. So, I love how he rolls his eyes. <laughs> and he rolls his eyes. Because I, I probably read the same one. I can't fucking oh. regurgitate the way this fool will. So no, I appreciate that. That's why we have you here. So uh, what I notice is this, is let's say I'm going about my day and I've decided I'm committed to uh, a ketogenic type of diet and I'm eating this way. So I start off, uh, which is those that don't know, high fat, uh, absolutely no carbohydrates, uh, and then your protein is moderate. So what I found was I would get these headaches or I'd feel tired and I would think, oh, this isn't for me. It's not working for me. But then when I was tracking my food and actually really paying attention to what was going on, what was happening was I was not pushing the fats high enough. Mm -hmm. I wasn't making the same way that I used to make an effort to get X amount of protein or shoot at a certain point of carbs. I never had to focus on like literally trying to get more fat into my diet. And I thought, well, I'll just eat fatty foods. I'll always make a fattier choice every time. And that's just how I was going to go about it. And that was a, a not a good approach because what it ended up doing was, and this, this is what I think I felt, Sal, and this is the part where I, you can help me out here, is I really, I think I felt my body uh, confused on am I supposed to be using glucose or am I supposed to be using ke your protein ketones? Intake was too high. Yeah, and it's wondering like am I it's a man? Am it, I a girl? yeah, it's like it's 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 looking for because if, uh, what happens when we get go into ketosis? Now our body's using ketones for energy versus glucose as its primary source of fuel. Correct. Mm -hmm. So what I think is happening is I'm not giving it any glucose because I'm starving it of carbohydrates, but then I'm over over saturating it with protein and under eating it with with saturated. Uh, eating fat. fats so it's not getting a good source of energy and so i would notice when i went okay i'm gonna i guess i'm going balls to the wall on this fat 10 pieces of bacon six eggs yeah. one ounce of organic cheese like that's now or and some steak or something would be all that would be a breakfast and then you'd feel better oh i feel much better and i yeah. would, i'd feel satiated i'd feel great i wouldn't have any dip it was well number rule number one like i said is, is listen to your body when you're you know if you're working with a professional a fitness professional <laughs> and they don't ask you how you feel. Yeah, yeah. That's a red flag. Big time. Because every time I train a client, every single time, the way I begin the, their workout is, <laughs> how did you feel after our last workout? Which I, this I is the awesome. same. And this I is also, also how feeling today and like what are, where that's you know, it. our energy Th level This is at. also the creation of the forum and why we built that was we knew that, okay, we're going to roll this program up, but if we're still, once again, going to make sure that it has so many more moving parts and abilities to evolve it, we need to have this ability for people to access us and tell us their feedback and great, say, great point. Say, hey, hey, guys, I notice whenever I do this movement, I feel this way or post a video. Could you check my form? Now it allows us to say, oh, wow, we noticed that, you know, your body's moving this way. You need to sit back more on your heels. You're not being you're not able to rotate your hips out enough. You're bending down too much. We can start to critique and we can probably give start to help them learn more about their body and send them in the right direction, which may mean they got to change from our program a little bit. But now it's directed in the way that's really going to benefit them. Yeah, and well, one of the main problems, like for me being uh, functionally, you know, training-based, uh, looking into online training, it was just like, you know, where do I begin? Like, how can I, how can I train somebody from a functional standpoint uh, with the tools provided today virtually? I mean, it's pretty difficult because all I'm focused on is how your movement is like, you know, the quality of it, you know, where I need to address imbalance. Um, and these are things I need to see. 
a good trainer, a good uh, you know fitness professional or person that's helping you with your fitness and health is not a uh, they're not a teacher, it's a guide. It's very different. They're not yep. telling you specifically what to do. They're guiding you because of those individual variances. Now think about yourself as an individual. Think about all the things that can influence how you feel, how you move, how you eat, how you sleep, everything. Everything that everything from what you had for breakfast to the argument you, you argument you had with your husband to I didn't sleep good last night to I have three kids to my job is stressful or it's not stressful or I go for walks during the day or I don't or I'm predisposed for this particular autoimmune issue or I'm not or whatever. There's literally a million different you know uh, types of variables. So uh, you want an instructor that's a guide that's going to listen and help you listen to your body. I have another uh, individual that I'm working with virtually, and she's uh, extremely experienced in fitness, very, very fit, uh, knows quite a bit about what she's doing, and but she's dealing with uh, metabolic damage, adrenal fatigue, and some gut issues. And so I'm helping her on this, and she decided to do uh, a fast, uh, a bone broth fast, and this is recommended by some gut health experts to help uh, build the gut, reduce inflammation, especially if you have something like leaky gut syndrome. She was on it for five days. I contacted her and I asked her, like like you should if you're a good trainer, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Right. Um, I'm so emotional. Uh, I can't stop crying. I, you know, I feel so sick. I'm nauseous. Any bit of food in my mouth, I want to throw up. And so uh, the fast is supposed to last seven days. Now, she's... Like most of us, you get stuck in that dogma. This program says seven days. Yeah, so I just I'm need stick to, to it and give I it need a to fair tough chance. it out. Yeah. I need to tough it out for two more days. Right. This is my body detoxing. It's my body telling me that it's getting rid of all this bad stuff. My advice was to her was, uh, it sounds like you need to stop. Yeah. Why don't you re- slowly reintroduce food one at a time, see how you feel, and always listen to your body. Listen to what your body's telling you. And this is what I mean by being a guide. Uh, you know, I'm not stuck on yeah. uh, you know one particular method or or, or mythology, you know, uh, method or, or or dogma. You have to listen to the body and listen to the individual and how the body's responding. And you can do that to yourself as well. If you're working with a trainer, mm-hmm. pay attention, pay, pay attention to yourself, and don't forget that the internet is a very valuable tool. There's so much information out there that you can you can learn from. I had I got a DM the other day you from navigate properly though. Dude, I got well, you, what the more you practice the better you are. I can find almost anything on you on Google now within 2 seconds, but I uh, I had a doctor contact me the other day on a uh, uh, direct message on Instagram and he's like a big fan of your show. I love Mind Pump. You mispronounced this word and this word and I can't remember what they were. And this Somebody ha- called you out on that? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you why. This happens to me all the time. I've tr- I train a lot of surgeons. And I'll talk to, to them about an article that I read on a particular medication or surgical procedure. And they'll correct me on the pronunciation of a word. Why? Because I've never heard that word being said. I've only read it. And so this, <laughs> it, it's true. I've only read these words because I, I'm constantly That's trying crazy. to learn these things. Yeah. I've just never heard them being said. So of course I'm going to oh, sometimes. Oh, okay. Especially med- on you for. Especially medically because yeah. a lot of stuff is derived from Latin and shit. Right. So it's like <clears> super, I mean. <laughs> right, and so so it's just you know I do a lot of that research. Why, why myself. don't you just do what I do? What? What do you, what do I do? Just say it real fast. <laughs> yeah. I just blend it all together. <laughs> I just blend them together. <laughs> so they're like, wait, did he say that properly? Yeah, so. you know that's right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but that that information is there and it's available to you, and you can learn and read about it. Um, but you just got to be open minded. 
Look for a guide. Don't look for a trainer. Look for someone who's got experience working with a lot of regular people. Chances are you're a regular person. You're not gonna. You're not any different than anybody else. Yeah, but you, that's really hard. It's it's tough because um, you see this guy or girl and they're in phenomenal shape and they're inspiring and it's you get drawn to that. Yeah, you're drawn to that, and you know it sucks. And this is true. And I think you guys. I think you guys will agree with me here. If not, please speak up. Uh, if I were to talk about some of like the most like intelligent, uh, well-read trainers or people that I would look to uh, for mentorship or to learn from, um, I would hate to say I hate to say this, but eighty, maybe ninety percent of them uh, don't look like I want to look. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. that's really when you think about that right there. That's and it was one of the hardest things I had as a as a trainer uh, as a head trainer with a staff of these uh, trainers underneath me that I was developing and you want these really intelligent guys and girls. And what I would, what I was finding when I was hiring them was like, it's like, I felt like I got either or it was like, I either got the super pretty guy who's super ripped and the chick that but doesn't know shit is dumb as rocks. And then I, but then I got the other guy who's like, you know, going through his kinesiology degree. He's read all these great books. He's learning. He's oh perfect. He's super smart, fat as fuck. You know, I'm just like, it's crazy, but there's, it's, 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 it's very true. It's, it, you, they tend to, uh, people tend to, if you're a trainer and you're successful because the way you can get yourself in shape, you tend to spend most of your energy and your time growing in that area and that area only. Those that are really, really intelligent send to spend in that all their time in that world yeah. that they neglect the other side there. It's rare to find somebody in the middle and it makes it very tough for the consumer because you hear this one really smart guy telling you all this good information, but then you look at him and you're like, fuck, he doesn't, I don't want to look like him. So if he's, if this is all, if he's preaching this, that this is the way, even if that's the, I'd rather, I'm going to find the other way then. Cause well, I, want to I, look, I want to look a certain way. I determined a long time ago. And I, 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 for those of you who are listening, who are fitness professionals or, and trying to build your business, if you build your business based upon the way you look, number one, if you're the 1% of the 1% and you're supermodel, good looking, fine. But the chances are you're not. Even if you look great and you're super fit and you can get yourself 10,000 followers on Instagram. If you're known for the way you look, that is super ineffective at selling any product or selling any type of training or building any kind of a brand because it's very fleeting. Yeah, very Eventually temporary. you get older and nobody get, and you and you're not going to look the way that people want to look and no one's going to listen to you. Not only that but you have no influence. You have zero influence. Like, how much influence do, do you have if you just look good versus if you're the one that came up with the ideas that changed? Well, you can see a lot of flavor, God. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Craig, a, Craig, our boy, slave. a little shout out to our boy, Craig Caperso. Actually, he just did a Periscope the other day on something very similar to that of asking yourself the why. He was venting. He was frustrated that he was heading over to uh, the gym. Uh, he was at, after he left the funeral and then he had to go home after the reception and stuff. And then he went to work out because he's right in the middle of, you know, cutting hard. You know, he's got a 20 pound cut. He's already like 5% body fat and he's got a 20 pound cut right now ahead of him to get under the weight so he can do men's classics. And you can see he was frustrated because he's like, you know, what is this all for? You know, I challenge those of you that are listening to me right now. And it was a really good a little, little rant that he went on because it is true. You know, uh, we don't re- a lot of people don't realize what the what the why is, you know, and they and they search after getting in their self in this crazy, crazy peak condition that's not even really sustainable for a long time. And they get there and it's like, well, what do I do with it now? And in my industry, what I deal with, they actually think that's the end all. You get super ripped, you get on stage, you get you work your way up. Boom, to the, I'm successful. Yeah, I work your way up to professional well, level and then I'm going to make all this money. <laughs> 
that's a joke. Yeah. It doesn't work like that at all. In fact, I don't know very many, and, and I'm talking guys that are sponsored up. Don't you love Adam's the, fake laugh? <laughs> it's like my favorite. It was kind of scary. You know, it's my favorite. These, these guys are sponsored up, and don't be fooled, you guys. They don't make shit for money. And I, I mean, that literally the 1% of the 1% of the 1% are making decent money uh, being sponsored by some company and all these magazine shoots. You know, most of these people, they, 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 they aspire so much to be like these guys. And then they get there and it's, it's not what you think it well, is. Well, I think too, they get caught up in the whole like, I have this many followers. I have this, this is going to, you know, guarantee me success and I'm going to make all this money. I'll tell you something. If you're, if you're going the social media route, and you're known for your ideas and your information and you have 10,000 followers, you're going to be far more effective with that 10,000 than, you know, so-and-so who's just known for their looks, who's got, let's say, 50,000 followers. So, uh, you know, uh, be one of those people, you know, take fitness seriously and promote uh, real, true information and help people with your ideas. Looking good is great. And if you look good on top of it, you're, that's the, that's a home run. That's a kicker. That's a, yeah. But, uh, but then focus on the real pump. information. Yeah. yeah. Become a guide. Yeah. Be, just be careful. I mean, be careful right away when I see someone crazy, super ripped, to be honest with you, I'm always skeptical because in my, in my experience in 15 years and 10 of those years, developing trainers, the ones that were super ripped nine times out of 10 weren't the best trainers. So now there is there there are those anomalies. I'm not saying that there's guys out there that are not badass badass at looking badass and then badass at actually teaching people well, how to be badass. But let me tell you, they are anomalies. They are very rare. And so don't be fooled just because they have a million followers. They look super badass and that you know they and they they're super inspiring to watch and watch their videos and shit. Don't be fooled. Well, More than likely they're not the, well, the you, one I'm talking about. It's the about. same thing. It's the same thing with athletes too though. I mean the most badass players that you've grown up watching and what you know insert sport uh look at how many of them could be a coach very little you know what i mean very there's very little very select few or even be a commentator for that matter yeah right you know right. what i mean they're just very good at at doing what they're told you know what it reminds me of it reminds me and of this performing saying. it reminds me of this saying the guy in the gym with the biggest calves probably doesn't work out his calves yeah right oh, right and sure. so i think i think a lot of these people that are that look the way they do they were they were they won kind of a genetic lottery, yeah. And they apply some principles, and boom, they look ridiculous. Yep. And so uh, that may be why they never learned some of that important information. Yeah, it was easy. Yeah, so, don't be don't be fooled by it. Don't uh, don't buy into cookie cutter or anything. And uh, that being said, don't forget to uh, what Sal leave us five star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. And you can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam. And if you're interested in checking out the MAPS programs that we've talked about on the show, you can go to mindpumpmedia.com. .com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>